You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It's not another Buffalo podcast with Brando. Guess what, buddy? You're not going to earn it today. Go back home. You're not going to get it today because Josh is going to come out and kill you. I'm sorry. I'm not murderers. I'm not a murderer. John. I man, couldn't possibly man. pull off a feat that's only been pulled off once this season by, by the by great the great Pat Caprio. Picker of picks. And Pat. Picker of picks. Picker of noses. <laughs> I've never thought about this before, but picker of noses implies more than one nose oh. being picked, which is a... Yeah. Hey man, sometimes people they they need that that nose <laughs> Pat Gabriel for nine ninety nine. I will go two knuckles deep up your nostrils. Two knuckles. Two deep. knuckles. That's that's almost that's worse than a COVID test. Yeah, well, you can't get like this a, far um, up your nose uh, to get a booger, uh, man. Are you serious? Two knuckles. Okay, this is actually a huge debate on Letterkenny. Like, what this is, is a two, two knuckles? Like, is it does the first one yes. count as a knuckle, or is that the base well, of your one knuckle finger? Two I'd knuckle. agree that the t- the yes. top one is a knuckle. I know. Yes. I have yes. broken the top okay. knuckle on two occasions on two different fingers, and it hurts let me tell you so it counts as a knuckle i bet well you're the one who can can dislocate dude i use uh, it broke literally doing that like i went to stand up off the couch my finger bent back and the top knuckle the the ligaments holding it broke and and it broke the knuckle and it cracked the knuckle all from bending my fingers back trying to get up off a chair i'm like are you serious (laughs) <laughs> well, welcome back to Not Another <laughs> Buffalo Podcast, After Dark Edition again. We're we're kind of like the Sabres on a West Coast road trip right now. I know, we really are. It's it's like Sabres After Dark. But I'm John, I'm here with Pat and Brando. You guys know us. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at NotBuffPodcast. Uh, thanks for sending us your tweets this week. Obviously, you guys are at least half as enthused as we are with the... Uh, the punchy format that we have going lately. So, <laughs> but it's been good. So <laughs> something like that. I don't know what it is. It's sleep deprived. If nothing it's else, it's like the number one but, characteristic I would describe myself as if anybody was like, describe yourself in two words, I would say sleep deprived. Well, let's, uh, let's hop right in here. We've got a couple things to get to before our draft. Uh, one of the hot topics on Twitter this week is uh, some reports floating around about bills, possibly taking a look at adding Rob Gronkowski and uh, obviously the big issue that Bills fans would take with that um, in most cases is we all remember the, the Trey White cheap shot. You guys were at that game, correct? correct? Yes. So um, obviously a lot of questions there with his age. He's already retired once. Um, salary might also be another uh, concern. So where do you where do you guys stand on that? And uh is there anything that could move the needle either way for, for you guys on your opinion? Well, you ever watch that Seinfeld episode um, where Jerry meets that beautiful girl 
and like he's really into her and then he finds out that she dated Newman and like um, <laughs> you know he can't he can't really go through with it um no I don't know I mean whatever whatever helps us win I guess but that's, that's the so perfect funny. metaphor I it I is. think that's brilliant I feel that because it's like I don't know if you would have asked me three weeks ago I would have said hell no like you cannot bring in someone who who did that to Trey who is someone who has literally danced on the Buffalo Bills for years and even though he's from Buffalo has has not been someone who's been outspoken about Buffalo in any positive way or anything like that so literally never in his career never even graduated from high school in Buffalo right I take I take him man at this point we're so damn <laughs> we're so damn close yeah, I mean that's the argument is like is like it, what is it's it's a cost benefit analysis because you're like obviously adding him as a weapon. He still had a productive year this past year. Could be really good and you still got Dawson Knox who is no slouch and is probably going to have an even better year this year based on his current trajectory. So you could run a lot of 12 personnel if you had Gronk because you only had one tight end this year. You did not have two competent tight ends at any point during this season. So that could be that could be a hole that's filled. So first of all, I love 12 personnel. The Patriots did it against us over and over. You know, there's not enough linebackers in the league to cover two good tight ends if you have them. Um, My first question is I'm walking to Trey White and I'm saying, what would you like to do? That's my first thing. I love Trey. You know this. He's my second favorite player. When he went down, it was heartbreak. Uh, and I'm glad he's healthy. And I'm glad that he is paid. And I'm glad that we have him. Uh, if he says it's okay, I say it's okay. But only he made $9 million last year. Was he worth $9 million to Tampa? I think so. Yeah. I mean, dude, he, uh, considering his stats are only through 12 games, like what are his stats? Do you have them in front of you? Let me pull them up real quick. Like they're pretty damn good for, for 12 games. I know he ended the season really hot with them. Him and Brady were on another level and they always do it. He always catches these clutch, even if it's three for 45 and a touchdown, right? Like that's a good stat line. He only played in. 12 games and he had 802 receiving yards, six tutties and 14.6 yards per reception. That's always been Gronk, right? He gets these trunk plays when he catches the ball or he's a red zone target. And I like him, but I would rather, I, I don't know because you got guys like Kyle Rudolph as a free agent. I did see that today. The, the giants are thinking about dropping him. He would be somebody who yeah. could be a lot cheaper if that if that is appealing, if if it comes down to that, but I would rather have the money go to a Dawson Knox extension right now. Honestly, in his third year, he had a breakout last year. You're looking at a guy. How much does Travis Kelsey make? What's the what's the tight end market look like? Do you know this? I don't know, but there was a backup tight end re-signed recently who got paid a lot of money in Carolina. I think. Uh, so I can tell you, George Kittle makes 15 million. Travis Kelsey makes 14.3. Dallas Goddard makes 14.2. Mark Andrews makes 14. And Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith both make 12 and a half. So I think if you could get Dawson Knox between 8 and 10 million a year, he would be a top 10 paid tight end coming in. Darren Waller makes 7.5. 
Uh, Logan Thomas makes eight. Yeah, what a deal. Well, they got him. I'm pretty sure he's still on like that initial. Is he still on his rookie contract? Darren Waller, let's find out. I think he's pretty young. Because, I mean, they basically. He's been in the league five years. So he's on a four-year, $29 million contract. Uh, He's a UFA in 2024. He played in 1920. What, what, what pick was he? If he was a first round pick, this would maybe be they, his. Uh, maybe they. He's a sixth round pick, so he did get extended. Yeah, they already extended him then. But yeah, I, d- um, I don't know if Dawson Knox should make Darren Waller money, and that's not a knock on either player. Really, you don't think so? Because did you shoot? You should compare their two seasons. Yeah, take a look at the stats, dog. What did Dawson Knox end up with? Because ready, guess. I'm, I'm going to under. Uh, I don't know. Do you have it pulled up? I would guess that Darren Waller, yeah, Darren right Waller gets a lot more targets than does, Dawson Knox do. does. Do you think so? Don't look. Don't look. I want you to keep talking. Uh, well, you looking. know what? I, it, I'm looking at his 2019, 2020 stats, comparatively speaking. Well, also, uh, Darren Waller had a really tough end to this season. And I can say this because he, he literally lost me my fantasy season uh, by true. being injured. So you're right. That's not fair for. Waller's previous production, but this season, Darren Waller had 55 receptions, 665 yards, two touchdowns. Does Dawson Knox come close to that? Do you say? Oh yeah, Dawson Knox Dawson has Knox 49 receptions, a lot more touchdowns. 49 receptions, 587 yards, nine touchdowns. Yeah, so that's in the same ballpark, but it's not the same efficiency because. Right. Knox played more. Well, there so. are also some factors to take into account here and that the Raiders outside weapons are not like the bills. So teams right. number one concern when facing the Raiders was Darren Waller as well. True. So I think Darren Waller is more talented than Dawson Knox or is at least a better player at this point in his career. Um, but yeah, I, I have no doubt that Dawson Knox can take yeah. that next step and I'm, I have no problem extending well, him as well. But. I mean, statistically speaking, though, just to play devil's advocate here, okay, Dawson Knox in 15 games had 49 catches for 587 yards, while Darren Waller in only 11 games had 55 catches for 665 yards. Granted, Darren Waller has one tenth. I'm looking at Pro Football Reference. Yeah, do you uh, have a column comparison. for targets? Is there a column for targets on that? No, but. Um, I mean, considering he uh, he had uh, six more receptions and four less games, I would imagine that he does probably get a lot more targets. He he really but, does. I mean, they were targeting him like a wide receiver at some points. I mean, I only followed him again because he was on my fantasy team, um, so I'm 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 totally biased. But because I mean, in years prior, he had two 1100 yard receiving years in 2019 and 2020. So, and he's definitely a, a, a pure. He's so close to being a wide receiver honestly in his stature and the way he he plays and stuff like that. But anyway, so we got a long way from Robert Gronkowski there for a second. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like my, my final say on it honestly is if Trey white is okay with it, I think I'm okay with it. All right. I'm here for that, buddy. You heard me say it too. Yeah. Like, I'm here for that. And that's that's really the mystery, too, is is Trey White okay with it? Uh, well, seen, yeah, I mean, uh, Trey rumors. White would be a jerk if he was like, oh, I'm going to spite the team because this guy I cheap would, no, I me. Would, Dude, I wouldn't blame him at all. This I wouldn't blame him at all either. He, that was a cheap he ass He concussed hit. him, and Trey White was out for longer than Rob Gronkowski was suspended for. Yeah. So it was worthless. People like that in sports don't have a place for it. I just talked about it a lot today and I think uh, 
there's this line of competitiveness and civilization and I can't just go up to somebody on the street and headbutt them or I go to jail. Like I, I'm not going to be carrying myself like that. And Gronk's a hothead. Sometimes you see it in stuff like that. And I love Gronk as a player, as a archetype of a tight end that is really good. And we watched him dominate us for a long time. I don't like him as a person. I love Trey White as a person. I love Trey White as a ball player. But I also, we don't have another tight end like that. How, you're not going to match them both up. And then you got Barkley in the backfield. Who's your linebackers are going to cover nobody. You got single coverage on the outside. It would be a huge matchup thing for the Bills to get. Wait, did you like say that, Barkley so. in the backfield? I mean, there's there's a lot of uh, ifs going on. There. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say down the hypothetical. We, we, we have the salary cap of three billion to work hey, with here. Barkley makes like seven mil. That was all over Twitter today. That's just why. I said yeah. That. No, just, I mean honestly, like people are people are talking about like what it would take to to get these guys to the Bills because it's really fun to think about. I mean. Here's the thing, like hey, we didn't expect any huge free agent signings from the Bills this offseason. And now we possibly could have some. I don't know. Like maybe it's just all speculation. I can't remember in years past if we had this big of uh, speculation, except for like Antonio Brown fiasco. But that's a totally different story. But yeah. it's interesting to see. Honestly, I could see them going out and getting a guy like Kyle Rudolph who's going to pay for or who's going to play for close to the veteran minimum. Um, I don't know if they're just, I don't know if they're going to have the cash to fork up, uh, for Gronk because unless, I mean, Brandon, you, you said before that obviously any cap can be maneuvered. You can convert things to signing bonuses and that, and that sort of thing. But there's going to be a lot of movement that has to happen to, to fit in a $10 million tight end on this roster, especially if you're talking about paying linebackers in the next couple of years as well with Jermaine. So it's like, We'd love all these things to happen, but it's going to be interesting to see what Brandon Bean chooses to go by the wayside because it's going to be something, you know. The last thing I'll say on this is thinking about the way that the Bills came in here and shipped off players like Marcel Darius for what a six round pick and Sammy Watkins for uh, a second and a sixth and. Uh, who else did we trade that year? I mean, we cut Shane Ronald Darby. Ronald Darby, yeah, and then he won the Super Bowl, but. The list of Buffalo athletes are to not be a traded. That. <laughs> <laughs> He's just on the list of Buffalo athletes that leave and win a Super Bowl the next year or championship the next year. Moral of the story is, is Adam Shane could go scorched earth on the Giants, just like he did for the Bills. And if they're going to give away somebody like Barkley for a fourth round pick or give away somebody like uh, who's their receiver that we like Tony for a oh, third round Tony. pick. Like, yeah. you know, we got to be wary of that. I think. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. So definitely, a, definitely an interesting dynamic uh, you have now between the giants and the bills, because it's almost like the bills were to the Panthers and it's cross conference as well, which means you're not, you're not going to have these weird um competitive it's not like it's not like they all moved to the jets right and now that you know they're gonna have to face somebody that they trade so they're gonna be unwilling to trade them so it'll be interesting to see moving forward but it's like a movie sequel with all the b-list actors from the original movie (laughs) Um, so like bad sequels of movies hey that's a good transition we got there so uh (laughs) 
Wait, well, there was one other topic we had to get to first. Um, did you guys? Kyler want to talk has taken. About- Kyler has taken the oh, Arizona yeah. Cardinals fan base and turned it around entirely. And you know, people forget that. Oh my God, Carson Palmer actually had two 12 plus win seasons in Arizona, and just because I'm a five foot seven little man who could throw a, a hail mary and crush a Buffalo Bills fan for one week, and then I realize, oh. Of Josh Allen, not crybaby whiner, playoff choking, nappy hair having, selfish, pretend injury having, pull himself from a playoff game, fiasco having Kyler Murray. I'm not a fan at all. Spoiled, never been humbled are words that Larry Fitzgerald Sr. has for Kyler Murray yeah. as of 23 hours. Basura. Ago. Wow. Basura. <laughs> I mean, it's trash. So I'm, so I'm, <laughs> I'm feeling a quite neutral perspective on this from, from you guys. I think, where do you put him? Do you pay him more than no. Dak? No, absolutely not. Look That's at Dak Prescott's. Look at Dak Prescott's stats. Dak Prescott threw for what? 36, 37 touchdowns this year. What Murray throw? For? 24. Rushing and running or and passing. I'm just and he's a wimp when it comes to running the ball too. Jesus Christ, yeah, dude! So, I just so I can't fast, take though. this because you know people are always like Josh Allen, such a great passer. It's like listen, Josh Allen has better rushing stats than Kyler Murray, who's supposed to be straight water bug on the field. So comparing anybody to Josh is just never going to do it for me because I'm going to take Josh ninety nine. But listen, there's a, you know there's those people in life they don't find their soulmate, right? They settle for whatever may be in front of them at the right time and they try to make it work and they're not totally happy, but they're not by themselves. They don't have Josh McCown, but they don't have Josh Allen. They got Kyler, right? So he would be better than your, you know, well, it's, yeah. it's an interesting, Cole McCoy was also two and one as a starter, just to throw that out. <laughs> well, it's an interesting dynamic as far as football economics go, because realistically he should, sign in like the 30 some odd million dollar range per year. Like, Hey, somewhere in that range among quarterbacks, probably even, I don't know how you put him next to like a Russell Wilson type deal at this point. Cause what is he oh like? 35, God, he's not even in the same Kyler Murray laid the fattest egg of all time in a playoff game. And Russell Wilson is one Malcolm Butler misstep away from being a two time Super Bowl champion. I would That's not even thing, compare though. those two money wise. Money-wise, talent-wise, no comparison. Josh Allen did it in the playoffs before he got his deal. Russell Wilson did it in the playoffs before Pat he got Mahomes his deal. Pat Mahomes won a Super Bowl and was MVP before he got his deal. There's six quarterbacks that have gotten extended after their third year. Do you know them? They This is, this is from WGR. I'm not trying to steal no, no, let's Jeremy's hear headline, but it's uh, Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson, uh, Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, Ryan Tannehill, Tanny. And uh, there was one other one. Help me out. Oh, uh, dude. If I, you, you can't let us guess anything again, that'll be an entire episode of us. No, just help me out, I, I'm, I pretty sure, I'm pretty sure the stat is first round um, quarterbacks between 2011 and 2021. No, it's to get extended after your third year is what I'm, I'm talking about. Um, let's see. There's a, it wasn't, it's a newer guy. It's happened recently. Uh, Dak didn't get it. Tanny got it. As he should, King. <laughs> I, I don't know. There's one more, and I just I'm blown it right yeah, now. It's but like, come if on, you turn, Kyler. If you tuned into WGR in the morning, you heard it. So I, Kyler so. Murray wants a deal, but 
NFL effing MVP Lamar Jackson is being a team player and not saying anything. One of these players yeah, right. has complete right. class and one of them didn't have his mom spank him enough as a baby. So you tell me, you tell me which one's which, you know. <laughs> tell me if you're the Ravens at this point, do you just not take a $30 million a year offer to Lamar? Like, what do you, what do you take him? 35? You make him a uh, Russell. You give him Russell Wilson. You, you tell him, listen, Lamar, whatever Kyler gets, we'll pay you more. No. <laughs> no. Well, you don't, you want, you would want to get his done before Kyler. Right. Right. Cause would you take Lamar over Kyler? Yes. Yeah. Well, it, so again, you, you want Lamar's so, deal done so before Kyler. A couple gets things deal. here that are in play. Like I said, it is a little bit of football economics because it's like the deal that gets done first is usually lower because it resets the market. Right. That's what it is. Like Kyler's probably, I don't know if it's going to happen this off season, but he's probably going to get a 45. That's a year that's what I'm saying. Deal. There's no use pushing it because he could destroy his entire leg and I'll still get paid after the end of next year. This is how it's going to be. You know? Right. Like, like that's, that's the way that, you know, football economics are like it, it you, we can't quantify what a player is worth. And it depends on what the market's set at. And if they're in that top echelon, because if there are, they're going to get that deal. You know, that's why Kirk Cousins was the highest paid quarterback for a year, you know, and obviously he was not the best quarterback in the NFL at that time. So yeah, let's argue. Yeah. But <laughs> one last bugaboo, one last bugaboo before we transition. And um, I don't mean this in any bad way because my favorite um, non quarterback ever, Ricky Williams, also had a similar take. But if you're the number one overall draft pick in the NFL and someone asks you, do you love playing football and you, you stare at them weird and you really football isn't something that you like live and breathe. How can you not have all that, all your passion into football and expect to get paid? Right. Cause they expect to say, well, he might go to baseball, so we better pay him. That's what he's thinking. Yeah. Go play single a for the Batavia muck dogs, Kyler, and tell me how much Make fun that is. $30,000 a year. Nah, his signing bonus would have been like eight million. I think they said yeah. as a baseball player, but still, he made more than that in the, over his first three years. Mm. So. He's making eleven million dollars a year, I believe, right now. And like football, so much better than baseball. I just don't understand why you would want it. What would he play? Shortstop, second base. I think second base second or shortstop. Yep. Being a quarterback on a football team in the NFL is the peak of sports athlete in this country. I think because they are your most famous athletes. They are your most paid athletes. And uh, can you name five second basements from the MLB right now? Nope. And as a did, kid, this I would could. be a nine hour episode. I, I was going to say as a kid, I probably could have, but I think baseball has really fallen off. It has. And, it's and Rob Manfred is just terribly, we can, we don't even talk about baseball. No, it's on because show because. a similar human being to Kyler Murray, um, perhaps even greedier and more self-centered Bryce Harper has totally bankrupted the entire minor league baseball system because he makes like, an ungodly amount, like $46,000 per at bat. Like he's like a quarter of a billion dollar man. So, you know, yeah. whatever, go, go play also, with Bryce. Like, I don't know. I haven't seen anything about this, but I also wonder, I wonder who else Kyler's agent represents. And because, I mean, there's a couple of things at play here because uh, some of this could be coming from the agent as well. I mean, I know agents act on their behalf, but well, listen, agents he's getting get, commission agent, on that. Agents want to get their money too. This agent sucks. First of all, nobody can read all caps size 12 font. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> Double space it. If you're going to do all caps so we can see what you're trying to say, because otherwise it looks like hieroglyphics on the page. Your brain just says no. So Mr. Kyler Murray, get a new agent. 
that's not stupid or just don't be dumb. He only, the only other, like I'm, I'm seeing here, it looks like, uh, so he's got Nick Chubb and Frank Clark defensive end for the chiefs. Now, if those guys wanted to ask for money, I would say yes. Cause you know what? Those guys have won playoff games in the past three years. And those guys didn't take themselves out of a playoff game and then complain about being scapegoated after throwing three interceptions. But I hate scapegoats. You know, that's the fastest way to just be disliked. Take responsibility for that's what I'm saying, dude. Even after that Packers loss at home, um, you know, and he was just like, I got hit really hard on that last play. And, you know, AJ Green, who nine 1000 yard receiving seasons to start off his NFL career wrong, ran the wrong route, even though I'm only a, a third year player. Like that's, I think more so than anything, that's just my problem with Kyler Murray is that he has no concept of taking responsibility and I'm sorry for ranting. I just really dislike this. Human. All right. Well, we're going to, we're going to take a really quick break here and, uh, we might be doing the fastest draft of all time on the yes. other side. So, uh, stick with us and we'll be right back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. quick pick this draft work through it really quick we uh we put on the twitter poll that we were going to have worst movie remakes and we quickly found out that there are not that many terrible (laughs) movie remakes out there at least ones that we've seen uh so we're just you know that's that's the danger of putting something in the twitter poll as a filler without thinking about it too much so yeah, guys, why hey, you pick the filler? Come on. Hey, the worst sports blunder of all time would have been great, guys. Come on. Yeah, okay, I really want to do that one, <laughs> but I'm really not ready to relive 13 seconds. 13 and seconds and, and why 13 right seconds goes number one, and we just don't, we just agree that nobody gets it. It's just number okay. one. For I'd be, f- I'd be fine with it. that. We start with the number two overall yeah. pick. Okay, what, that that's fine. We can do that in the future. And we all have claims. But anyway, so we transitioned from that to worst film franchises, and from that we went to, okay, it'd be easier to do worst movie sequels because there's a lot more of those. So we're going to draft the worst movie sequels of all time because that's a much easier category. Obviously, as we know, lots of film franchises have a great first movie and then the money is there to do a second movie and the production is not as good. It is a money grab. It makes money, but it is a terrible movie oftentimes. So Anyway, we uh, determined the draft order and predictably I did not get the first overall pick because I never do. Uh, But I am picking number two. Brandon is number three. And Pat has once again been awarded the first thrusted into first in the draft. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Thrusted is a great word for Bill's after dark. All right. You guys ready? (laughs) <laughs> yes, ready. I, I have no idea what you just <laughs> said. Tell me when you guys are ready. Um, so um, I'm ready. I just I'm ready. <laughs> I just want to start because um, 
Kyler Murray had me on the uh, topic of <laughs> he had me on the topic of bugaboos. So this uh, this first pick definitely is my number three bugaboo. My number one bugaboo, um, food and travel vloggers. Like I get it. You're living your life. I got to go to work every day. Okay. Number two, grown men that watch superhero movies. I have no idea why anyone would watch anything like that. Maybe it's just because my mind is hardwired different. And my favorite movie is what's eating Gilbert Grape. Perhaps in another life, I was a menopausal woman, but number (laughs) one, number one, hate them all. Hate every single sequel. Hate the original film. I don't want to talk badly about the dead because I'm sure Paul Walker was a great guy, but those Fast and Furious movies, there's way too many of them. They're just so dumb. I don't care about cars. I don't care about explosions. I don't care about guns. And there's plenty of girls that are way hotter in other movies. So, <laughs> <laughs> two massive thumbs down for every single Fast and Furious sequel. That's funny. Great. Awesome. Well, okay. Well, let's just go straight into the number two pick because speaking of fast cars and explosions and cars that turn into people or robots or whatever... You may have watched the first Transformers movie and been like, oh my gosh, this is so great to watch as a teenager. We got Megan Fox. We got Shia LaBeouf. There's there's explosions. There's a Goo Goo Dolls song halfway through this, which is why I love that movie. And then all of a sudden, you know, a couple of years later, you're trying to watch a movie and you know, it's like comes up on some streaming service. Oh, a new Transformers movie. We'll watch this. And it's Mark Wahlberg and you like Marky Mark. You know, this is post funky bunch, obviously. And then <laughs> all of a sudden, all of a sudden you've just wasted three hours of your life because there's a dragon transformer and it takes place in Asia somewhere. And this is literally like very stereotypical race norming type. It was literally the worst movie I've ever seen. It was called, I had to look this up. Transformers, the last night. And obviously everything, yes, the last K-N-I-G-H-T. Yeah. So every single Transformers sequel I've ever seen has been bad, but that one was especially bad. Sorry, Michael Bay. Also, there's a good theory circulating. I'll be quick with this, that Michael Bay is really just commenting on the human condition by continuing to make movies with flashy actors and explosions. And really he's (laughs) just having a fun time, ironically exploiting, um, humans basic loves in life so i think that's pretty hilarious but yeah it yeah. is funny all right brandon number three who you got listen this was tough for me but when i think of sports movies uh caddyshack is a great movie i love the first caddyshack created in 1980 a bill murray chevy chase sydney morgan uh basically what a, a a teenager's every dream. They caddy for some rich dude and he ends up being a pro, right? Pro golfer. And then, uh, you know, you got some fun scenes in there and then you get 1988, uh, and Shack two comes out. Yo, there was a Caddyshack two. Yeah. You I knew was, it was going to be bad picking it, but I couldn't think of anything about the movie because <laughs> I've never even attempted to watch it. <laughs> you knew it was going to be bad when they hit you with the PG rating. I was just PG. It's just PG. So well, uh, did that, you know, like the Goonies, they were dropping like they were dropping swear words all the time with that movie. It was still PG, you know. I mean, I don't even know what what is the original Caddyshack. I don't remember. Yeah, the rated. original Caddyshack has got to be at least PG thirteen because I, would think like, no, I just like, watched it. It's nudity. not nice. Yeah, yeah, there yeah, is nudity. I like the I like the doo doo in the pool scene is probably one of my all. That's so fun, dude! I literally lived that. I told you that, yes. right? Like I I lived that. Yeah. 
Okay, it's rated R. There are, uh, <laughs> I just saw it. I searched it. Well, I told you. I was talking to my dad about this. I had a student go to Splash Lagoon, and I was like, how's the hot tub? And he's like, oh, it was good. And I was like, yeah, I picked up a crap out of that hot tub when I was your age. <laughs> uh, but anyways, and then he takes a bite of the bar, the candy bar. That was gross. Um, but Caddyshack 2 was going to be my first selection. Not a good film to follow up an all-time great movie. So Nice. All right, second round. Pat, you're on the board. Who you got? All right, boys. You're on the clock. Sorry. Before I start, I just want to give a uh, <laughs> couple shout-outs to some great sequels. That's right. I'm talking about uh, Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls. 10 out of 10. Would recommend to a friend. Um, you know, there's a, there's a couple other good movies. I don't know. One of my all-time favorite movies, Clerks. Second Clerks movie is pretty good. Even the second Anchorman movie is pretty good. Honestly, I mean, the, yep. the part where yep. John C. Riley plays the ghost of Stonewall Jackson is kind of where they lost me. But anyways, <laughs> my all-time... Well, I, uh, I, I guess it would be my all-time childhood favorite. As a little kid, I used to tell my dad, rewind that tape so I can watch The Dumb Boys one more time. Dumb and Dumber, great movie, like Mary Swanson, you know, just what a babe. <laughs> You're from Austria, good eye, mate. But, I mean, there's two sequels that are just trash. There's like Dumb and Dumber 1.5 when Lloyd met Harry, and then there's like Dumb and Dumber 2, spelled T-O for all you, you grammatical whizzes <laughs> out there. Um, but it just really sucks because it's like, I mean, the second one didn't even have Jeff Daniels or Jim Carrey, but um, the the third one did. And just as a, as a child, just watching that first movie was so iconic that the, those two sequels, I just really was not about. Love it. All right. Speaking of franchises where they definitely didn't need to make a second movie and they just kept on going, like they decided to try to change Ice Age into the Fast and Furious series because <laughs> there's at least... Yo, time out, time out. Before you pick an Ice Age sequel, I need you to tell me and be honest if you have watched them. I have seen the first four Ice Ages, I think. Okay, which one are you going to pick? Every sequel. I'm just grouping all the sequels <gasps> together. Yeah, I, I was watching Radar movies at that point in my life, so I can't really... Really? I'm I'm an Ice Age stand man. I'm telling yeah, you. I love the first Ice Age. Huge movie for my childhood. Probably seen it half a dozen or a dozen times as a, probably more than a dozen times as a kid. Every every movie after that probably only watched once, and was like you know like as a kid you're not much of a movie critic right because as a kid when you're watching movies it's just a great thing <laughs> to be watching a movie and you're like you watch it with your parents when you're a kid and they're like well that wasn't really good I didn't I'm like I don't I don't get by that one. and you're like this was the greatest movie ever you know i want to watch elvin and the chipmunks again and your parents were like oh, that was kind of a bad movie ice age i could tell that like those sequels were bad when i was a kid and like the dinosaur one not so good the meltdown mm. but original ice age really really good really quality everything else after that was kind of a uh was kind of a letdown so i'm, I'm gonna take the ice age sequels for my pick. i'm gonna i'm gonna show you something this is one of my all-time favorites. Are you ready? Yeah, Rusted Root, dude. Look, Rusted Root is a great band. Come on, man. I would like to. On the way. This is the new song Brandon heard. He's like, have you guys heard this new song? On the way. <laughs> Brandon, I will mail you. I'm, I'm sad to say I do have some Rusted Root CDs. I'll mail you some live Rusted Root. There's like, it's like. Arrested Development or like Pavement, there's just like mad people in the band too, and you're like not sure what any of them play, and like one of the band members just like hula hoops on stage, like couldn't make also, the show. For, for a little bit of context here, um, 
Brandon, before the episode, we were talking. He th- oh. he thought uh, I'm gonna call you out on this. He thought <laughs> he thought "Human" by the Killers was their new song. He's like, "Have you heard their new song, Human?" And I'm like, "Oh, dude, man. that's from like 2006 or 2009 or something." What like did that. I say? Okay, you, that's fine. First of all, you you know that I was raised in a house with women who listened to Shania Twain and country music. Uh, and my father is a 1980s rock, a.k.a. exclusively Journey music <laughs> listener. Um, so this is how my music taste was formed. Uh, I'm bad with it. I, I gave you the precursor <laughs> before I said that. I was, hey, I'm bad with this. You know this. Like, <laughs> I said the school song was your f***ing version of Lost by Frank Ocean. I don't know <laughs> music. that I love music. I really do, but I'm like not, my brain just doesn't work with it. And uh, obviously I'm like 15 years late to the party for this song. But like I said, I heard it at Firefly and I thought, I don't know, dude, I think the guy in the Matt Stafford jersey playing Don't Stop Believing on a, on a $10 keyboard was, was pretty sick, but. Would you still yeah. watch the Ice Age movies though, if that song was not in the trailer? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's a good question. Hmm. I don't know. I like animals. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> How about animals that are extinct? We've got the Dude. movie for you. <laughs> Tell me you know this scene because I referenced this the other day. It's when the dodos are like about to die and they're going for the last melon. Yeah, and he's the like, last they melon. Lost it. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, and they're like, there goes our last female. Yeah. <laughs> That's iconic. That's okay. why the sequels are so disappointing. I said that I referenced that scene the other day and they didn't know what I was talking well, they about. Weren't and I'm born like, then that wasn't their childhood movie. They've, oh, I'm, they've I'm, probably seen Ice you Age. You think I'm talking to my students. Ice Age three and four and thought that frozen one was the sequel to Ice Age four. Like they, <laughs> I, I, for the, my defense, I was not speaking to one of my five-year-old students. It was definitely with an adult. And oh, I just don't okay. remember. Well, who that's, I had the that's not a good excuse either. So yeah. <laughs> they're probably just like you and the killers they're like have you seen that new ice age movie <laughs> that's right you're on the clock at number uh, six so who, who you got all right on the clock for number six i have two that i would like to pick but i don't think you're gonna know the next one so i'm gonna pick the one i want here and i'm gonna say that the first version of this movie there's two obviously because the sequel draft the first one is uh Iconic in all of our childhoods, probably uh, 12 children, two parents moving in a big home. Yo, Steve by the Martin dozen. is Steve Martin. actor, dude. Uh, <laughs> the, when I think of that song, I think of help. I need somebody help. And then there's the soundtrack. And then I'm in too deep and I'm trying to see, you know, both those songs are, are instead of going, going on. I like yeah, that so, movie uh, because they're the Baker family and the kid that gets lost is Mark Baker. And like my first cousin <laughs> is Mark Baker. And I always be like, yo, Bakes, Bakes, you watch that movie. But, uh, but besides the killer soundtrack, the killing actresses and actors, uh, great script. You go to the second one, it's just not as good. Isn't he a football coach? I'm pretty sure Steve Martin uh, in the movie yes. is a football coach. Yes, I forgot about that. Good, good, good catch, Pat. But the second one, uh, just I have almost no memory of it. So it's I like do a summer camp the theme one. one, I think, right? Yeah. Oh, you know what? Uh, I, this is actually just all coming back to me. I think that there's like a rival dad who has multiple kids and it's the same yes, actor from Summer Schitt's Camp. Creek. And the, it's the same yes. guy from Shit's Creek, right? Is it, are you talking Eugene Levy? Yes. Levy? Yeah, that guy. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. yeah. 
That's crazy. And it's so funny that you, you take cheaper by the dozen too. Cause if we ended up doing that, like bad remix draft, I think I was going to have to take yours, mine and ours, which is like the Walmart version of cheaper by the dozen. I don't yeah. know if you guys ever saw that as a kid, but yes, uh, Pat, you didn't miss anything. So it was, it was a remake of an older movie as well. So, but, and I, I couldn't take freaky Friday in that draft either. Cause that was a good remake of, yeah, of, dude. of Jamie Lee Curtis. Movie. Also God tier actress. Yep. <laughs> All right, Pat, you're on the board. You're on the clock. Why do I keep saying you're on the board? Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, because it's the draft board. You know, no, I guess so. I guess so. I'm looking at the board. So, yeah. Well, you know, today I'm talking about a movie. I'm talking about family. I'm I'm talking about the first two movies being iconic. You know, I'm talking about Vito. He dying out there in the garden and I'm talking about Fredo getting shot in the head at the end of the second movie. Great movies. Huge fan. Young, <laughs> young Robert De Niro playing young Vito Corleone is amazing. But the third movie in the Godfather trilogy is trash. Absolute <laughs> trash. It's like... I don't even remember, honestly. I think it has something to do with like embezzling money from the, the Pope or something. I just remember being like, yo, there's no Robert De Niro. There's no Marlon Brando. There's like, I, I just was like, I was, I was triggered. I was, I was honestly triggered. Like, I mean, not that, not that it really matters, but like, I don't know. You're, you're telling me they couldn't even get like, I don't know. I, I was, I was just, I, I was quite upset, honestly. So, you know, that's whatever. Third Godfather. Good, good, good that's pick, a good one. Good pick. That's yeah. Good pick. Yeah. All right. Well, for my last pick, I'm going to take Cars 2. Um, Cars 3 was basically what Cars 2 should have been. Sorry. Cars 2 is like an extended major adventure that like could have fit into a couple of short films, but Cars 2. Oh, interesting. Not, not an exciting pick. Is that the one? Is the Larry the Cable Guy in both Cars movies? Oh, he's in oh, all of them. Three but of them. Yeah. yeah. No, that, Wait, there's that, three the of them. The only good movie, I, I'm trying to think if it was Cars 2 or Cars 3. There's a good moment where mater eats wasabi and, and <laughs> has a moment similar to what brandon's first uh experience dude, with wasabi was traumatic so traumatic yeah dude i love wasabi i still even if you if you put a little bit too much on a piece of sushi and it really roasts you like i it's painful but i still enjoy that experience and i'm trying to figure out why me john a little dark for sushi but anyway brandon mr <laughs> mr irrelevant who you got at number nine all right, I have one. Can I give you my honorable mention that I didn't pick? Sure. I'm just going to do it anyways. So it's going to be Daddy Day Camp. Yes, trash, yep. because Daddy Daycare is such a great movie. I agree. Eddie Murphy was so good in, in Daddy Daycare. When I was watching that, obviously, maybe that's my teacher child care part of me that's like, oh, this is funny because this is how actually goes. Um, but I have one that's worse. And I, I'm only going to say this because some may say... They like him. Some may say they don't. I say I do like him. Toby Maguire uh, is our Spider-Man. Oh, are you talking you the say, Sandman, the second one? I'm talking the second one was the... Was it Sandman? No. Uh, the third one you're is talking the one Andrew Garfield ones? No, I'm talking... The third one is where he's the in the Spider, black Spidey suit. Spider-Man 3, the villain is Venom. Uh, who didn't even grab anybody's attention. Obviously, we don't know his name. It's not Dr. Octopus, and it's not the Green Goblin. So who the f*** is this guy? I was real confused. Like, he's in a suit. He didn't get bit by a spider. I, I mean, I'm probably way off. I don't... I didn't ever understood the concept of it. But Spider-Man 1 was one of the first movies I was ever given. Uh, I believe I got it as a birthday present 
And I remember the back of the VHS is like MJ and Spider-Man making out. And really? it's like a I'm pretty picture. sure they were an item in real life to Kirsten Dunst and, and Toby. Interesting. Because that's what they said about Zendaya and Tom Holland too. It's like the Spider-Man aphrodisiac. Interesting. But I just, I, I remember being young and looking at that VCR case and being like, yo. Yeah. MJ was pretty cute right. with the orange hair, dude. Yeah. Um, but then I got to Spider-Man three and I mean, I like Tobey Maguire. I like him in great Gatsby. You know, I might say I, uh, I'm a poor man's Tobey Maguire, but Oh, you're a rich uh, man's Tobey. You're handsome. Tobey Maguire. Come on. <laughs> Tobey Toby Maguire is a poor man's Brandon Abermas. True. Wow. That's the nicest thing anybody's ever said to me. <laughs> you said that last episode. <laughs> Moral of the story is Spider-Man three is my final pick, but the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man three. Nice. Nice. Well, Apologies to anyone listening to this because it's going to be edited on a plane. So hopefully everything turns out okay. <laughs> but yeah, man. We'll, uh, we'll figure it out along the way. Um, hope you guys enjoyed Not Another Buffalo Podcast After Dark. It is now 11.47 on the East Coast for you guys. Uh, as Approximately. This, so that'll... Two hours and 47 minutes past my bedtime. Oof. Yeah, that's even later than the first episode this week. Yeah. Like we were... Yeah. But we rally for NABP. NABP. Yeah. Well, you guys know where to find us on Twitter. Um, unfortunately, the NABP handle was not available. That's some <laughs> bureau of something or other. So you can find us at Not Buff Podcast, which is probably the least clever Twitter handle ever. But, you know, we've yeah. enjoyed your engagement this week. So continue to tweet at us. Appreciate the corrections on. Uh, Ryan Bates not being a UFA and being an RFA. And uh, I'll put that one on Brandon because uh, he sent us that sport track. Link, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put it on sport track. Yeah, no, that's okay. I mean, they really, they have that column and he was down at the bottom and I thought we were looking at all UFAs. So I didn't realize that there was any RFAs on there. There was two RFAs. It was actually, it was actually the free agent list when I Google yeah. it. I did not search UFA. Yeah. I searched free agent list. Yeah. So, so that's why he came up. Yeah. I'm glad though that people listen. I feel bad that we didn't guess Derek Roy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Oh yeah. We're so that bad. It's so, so we can't, I don't know if we, how many Sabres, uh, Heroes of the drought. Where There's like six more softballs that I think that you could get. If I was you thought Derek today. Roy was a softball and we can't remember yeah, his dude, name, I don't we know. Might what we're be, gonna we be might have it. a hard time. You should pull up the roster in front of you so you can look at their names. I yeah. might literally have to just cheat yeah. during it and then we'll call it a segment. But <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. Like real Shout out to uh, Buffalo here. Dill at Dylan Sebo for for uh, pointing out that Ryan Bates was an RFA. I feel like I knew that in the back of my head, but we just kind of forgot to mention that we were rolling on that list of free agents on sport track. So, but anyway, well, this, uh, this 30 minute episode turned into a 51 minute or real quick. So, uh, we're all going to get some sleep, but yeah, thanks for listening and, uh, go bills, go bills, go bills. <laughs>